Hey y'all, welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. This podcast has been dormant for just a little bit. My name is Scout and I am part of Ben's Bible College, as he doesn't like me to call it, but it's really the Hope Church Summer Internship that will be launching in 2022 and I'm kind of the guinea pig going through this. And so I wanted to bring this podcast back to life because I feel like there's so much goodness that comes from podcasts when we cancel out the music that cusses out our ears and taken away from social media. Well, there's some good content that can come from podcasts. And so it's right here in your backyard. And so with that being said, I was sitting in quiet time last week and I was just praying as to what I wanted this first episode to be about. And you know, as the world is starting to open back up, I thought I would call this first podcast socially distant from God. And so as I was praying as who I wanted to invite on here with me, I first just landed on Paige Helms and everyone knows and loves Paige Helms. And she has the voice of an angel as everyone (laughs) knows. She leads um, Hope Church's worship team so well. And so Paige, I will let you introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little about you. All right. I'm so excited to be on the podcast with you. Um, My name is Paige. She just said, I am married to Joseph Helms. He's a youth pastor at our Spartanburg campus at Hope. And we have three children. Um, They are one, our oldest is almost seven, just in a couple weeks, we'll turn seven. And um, he's a boy, (laughs) Levi. (laughs) Sorry, that was so strange. Um, And then our second is Josiah. He's four. And our youngest is Magnolia, and she is 18 months old. So they're all very, very cute and very, very strong-willed. And (laughs) they are the fun and excitement in our lives, but also the reason why we stay at Jesus' feet. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Well, if anyone knows Paige, she definitely looks like she didn't have a baby 18 months ago. That's for (laughs) sure. That is for sure. But we'll jump right into it. And so... You know, as this vaccine is starting to be coming out and masks are starting to fall off our faces, you know, this time last year, we were all sitting in quarantine. You know, we Mm -hmm. were being told that we couldn't hug one another. We couldn't fist bump one another, Mm -hmm. that we had to do this six feet rule wherever that came from. (laughs) And so I just wanted to hear your heart page about, you know, being a youth pastor there was some major challenges to keep the community between, Mm -hmm. you know, anyone from middle school, high school, even college too. So how were you able to remain connected with your community and youth? And what did you think about how some of the youth tackled their way of being committed to one another? Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I think that we underestimate the value of a personal touch. Mm, yes. So I think social media can be used for good, for sure, to stay connected with people. But I think just the one-on-one texting <laughs> and the phone calls yeah. and the FaceTimes. And um, I know we used an app called House Party for a little bit to mm-hmm. stay connected with some people. And to we could all like group FaceTime and Zoom calls and all that stuff to just try to make sure people knew that we were thinking of them. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't think that changes. I think that um, uh, removing the ability to physically be together put an emphasis on how important those things are instead of, you know, decreasing the emphasis because you can just connect on social media or whatever. But um, I think that was probably for us in youth ministry, I think everyone did that, right? Everyone utilized that. But um, even since then, we've continued to try to like just have the personal touch of mm-hmm. just as soon as someone comes in your mind, text them and tell them you're thinking about them. You know, oh, like okay. that 
speaks volumes to people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so then the next time you see them, it's like they're pulling their, from their memory, not just that they saw you last week at church or whatever, wherever they see you at, but they are like, oh, they were thinking about me whenever they, I wasn't in front of their face, right. you know? So anyways, I know that always makes me feel loved. So we just, mm-hmm. Joseph and I are, um, you'll hear me call him Jody or Joseph because on his birth certificate, his nickname is Jody, literally. So, um, <laughs> anyways, but uh, we, that's kind of the people that we are, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Joseph more than me, even. So, he, his strength kind of really came out in wow. that, you know, yeah. and just texting and calling people. He FaceTimes like crazy <laughs> and it drives me nuts, but. But he wants people to see his face, and he yeah. wants to see their face, and he wants them to know like how happy he is to see him, and not just like a voice inflection or a text, you know. So, anyways, I yeah. can only imagine, you know, like <laughs> you're probably in the car, you have all three kids behind yes. you, you're driving, he's trying to Facetime you. It's yes. like the Helms house yes. of chaos, yes. and you're like, Jody, can we? Can you, babe? I really just have to tell you about this yes. really cool thing yes. I just experienced. I can just, I can imagine yes. that I've never I mean, experienced. That's pretty close to it, Scout. Pretty much. <laughs> or like we'll be in the middle of dinner and it's like the kids are going well, and he'll think of somebody who he wants to have seen what the kids just did, and he'll and it could be random. I'm not talking about like his grandparents or family all the time. It could be literally. He's probably done this to Jacob before, who's singing here to edit our <laughs> podcast. He he will just call somebody randomly and FaceTime them and be like, Hey, so guess what? One of our kids just did. And da, 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 made me think about you. And it's like... The intentionality just, yeah. is beautiful. Yes, he's wild. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah. I think it, you have to just be intentional to stay connected, quarantine or not. Right. You know? No, it's so true. Yeah. It is so true. And, you know, feeding off of that. So our youth, they fed a lot to social media in order to stay connected. And you and I were talking before, you know, we hit the start button on this podcast and I had all these things I wanted to talk to you about. And then you just stirred up my soul with (laughs) your perspective on this as an adult. You know, I'm sitting here in the middle of it. You know, I'm, I would still, I'm almost 21. I wouldn't consider myself a youth, but at the same time, I feel like I'm youth at heart. And so I would tend to social media and I would post things on my story when mental health was really starting to be exaggerated, excuse my, excuse my English, Um, exaggerated. And it was really being brought to light. And you spoke some really good points on that earlier. Can you tell us a little bit about what you were talking about? Yeah, sure. So I love um, the increased awareness of mental health Mm -hmm. um, as a priority in society. Like I'm, I'm grateful for how in the past year I saw specifically, right? Like, um, Unfortunately, suicide rates skyrocketed yeah. through, through quarantine in young people. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, anxiety and depression skyrocketed mm-hmm. through quarantine. We saw that with students that every week were coming in dealing with major anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and that breaks my heart. And so I'm a huge proponent of mental health. Like, absolutely, if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with things, please get help. Mm-hmm. We want you here. <laughs> we want you healthy. And I think mental health is as important as physical health. 100%. Um, as important as any other type of health we would have, right? Um, but what I have seen is that there's you know, a huge pendulum swing. Mm -hmm. And when you swing your pendulum all the way over on the side of mental health and you ignore the spiritual side of things, um, your soul doesn't get better. And mental health lives in the realm of the soul, I would say, because your soul consists of your mind, your will, and your emotions, Mm -hmm. right? So um, 
my soul's dependency needs to be in Christ and Christ alone. And so when my dependency becomes in just doing things to help my mental health Mm -hmm. get better, quote unquote, right? Mm -hmm. Seemingly better. But I don't put my dependency in Christ, right? And I just Mm -hmm. learn better coping skills. Right. Or I get on a better medication that helps me not feel the anxiety as strongly so I can just function again. And Mm -hmm. hey, again, I'm a proponent. Whatever helps you, like... I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. But when that becomes your dependency and not Christ, Mm. right? Talk about it. Then you still don't, your soul doesn't prosper. And we just ended a series here at Hope talking about um, your soul, like your prospering of your soul and your life. Mm -hmm. And that only happens, our soul only prospers as our dependency is more rooted in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, when we begin to know how deep and how wide and how, how long and how high his love is for us, we get rooted you know, but whenever we don't have that experience with him, we won't know it. And if we if we don't get that experience, we don't get that experience with him. If we don't carve out the time with him, yeah. if we don't carve out the reading of the scripture, like, sorry, I I could probably talk about this for another ten minutes without a single interruption because I just this is the most illiterate generation I've seen spiritually. Yeah. And okay, I'm 32 years old. So when I say that, it doesn't actually carry much weight because I haven't seen very many years. But but as I've talked to other people who have a greater history in the Lord um, and who have lived longer lives, they would say the same thing. And actually, there have been studies, I think it was the Barna Group did a study and um, statistics are out there that this is the most biblically illiterate generation that's ever walked the face of the earth. Wow. That's insane. So no wonder our mental health is declining. No wonder all these things are happening regardless of COVID, quarantine, regardless of anything like that, you know, Mm -hmm. because we don't even know the word, which means that we don't know Jesus because Jesus is the word it says in John 1, 1. Mm -hmm. And so if we don't know the word, you can't know Jesus. You can know a good idea of a good man, but you cannot know him really. I have chills. Come on, girl. (laughs) Yeah. So it's something I'm passionate about because, um, we have to stop trying to address our emotional and our mental health mm-hmm. issues only in that realm. We have to address them in the spirit. Yeah, we can't just put a Band-Aid over something that the Lord has the full ability to heal completely when we take it to His feet, yep. 100%. And so, you know, for so many, I mean, including myself, there was times where I was in quarantine. Like, I'm a student athlete, if nobody knows, but I uh, suffered a career ending injury, Mm. went through surgery, like body image issues to the max. You know, you Mm. sit there and you watch your body transform. Like I had hip surgery, you know, I have one, I have one leg that is super muscular and the other one that I looked half the size. Mm. It's just, you know, I'm a girl. It happens, right? And and I'm not just saying girls suffer with it because I know guys suffer with it too, but because of that, I was like, I had no drive to read the Bible. Like I was just sitting there and welting in self-pity. I would say probably for a good 14 days right after I got out of mm-hmm. surgery because I couldn't walk. I had to, you know, mom, I called my mom, mom, I need to go to the bathroom. Like, can you help yeah. me go there? Can you help shower me? Can so you help humbling, me? right? Right. <laughs> you, know, you all, you all can get up out of your bed and uh, walk to brush your teeth. I had to have my mother and my father yeah. carry me to go brush yeah. my teeth. This just was, again, very humbling. Mm-hmm. And so in those times, like, I had restless nights. Like I would sit there and, you know, you drive this car through life, especially me. And I know our generation is on full throttle all the time. It's like we hit the gas pedal and we go. So Mm -hmm. if something bad happens to us or there's something that we don't address, we kind of kick it to the back seat and hope we never have Mm -hmm. to hang out with it again. Mm -hmm. And we just go. And so when I was forced 
to stop completely, placed in my bed, had nowhere else to go, you know, you know, I was just hanging out with my parents, got out of college. Not that I don't love my parents. My parents yeah. are kings and queens, yes. but it's a total culture shock to be on your own. And then all of a sudden you're back in your house and you're just not used to that. And I had all these overwhelming anxieties and these past hurts and future, future excitements and fears. And I didn't know what to do with them. And I would fall into this, just this pit of these little monsters that I had thrown in the backseat of my mm-hmm. car would start, you know, creeping up to the front and I didn't know how to handle them. And instead of handling them with the word, I just handled them inside. I didn't talk Mm -hmm. to anybody. I would, you know, fin to social media and say, well, what did this person say about it? Oh, well, that's a good post that I should repost on my story. Like, Mm -hmm. but did that really help me? Right. No, it helped me in no way at all. And so I just want to ask you, like, what are words of wisdom? You know, for me, you know, we're coming out of this quarantine stint. We're going back into real life. And, after, you know, I picked up my Bible and I was most definitely healed because that's yes. that's the best healing you can ever do. But I'm sure there's people that are going to listen that are possibly still in the same area sure. that I was in. And they can't find that strength to pick up the Bible. Or maybe they don't feel worthy enough to pick up the Bible right, right now because they're like, I was separated from it for so long. I was socially distant from God for so long. How how do you tell them, like, you can just take pick it right back up and yeah. he's got you? So yeah. what's some advice you have or wisdom yeah. you have for that? Um, <laughs> as you're talking about the monsters that kind of creep, creep back up into the front seat, um, there's a group of girls that I would probably say I've just spent a lot of time with and... Um, God's given me the privilege, and I truly mean that, of discipling them and just loving them mm-hmm. for some years now. And I would often say to them, guys, your emotions are indicators of where you are. You can't like kill them, put them in a body bag in the trunk of the car, and then go dump them in a river. Like You've got to deal with emotions as they come up. Wow. Right? And so they can't drive your car, yeah. right? They, but they have to, they, but they can live with you because they can be, God can use your emotions as indicators mm-hmm. of where you're at and how you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that oftentimes we take like um, when I'm feeling ashamed, for instance, or when I'm feeling angry or when I'm feeling um, depressed, mm-hmm. okay? We take it as like a reason to distance ourselves from the Lord even more because it's wow. like, oh no, that's a bad emotion. He doesn't want to hear that. Yep. There's no room in the kingdom for that. There's no room in my relationship with God mm-hmm. for that. Um, and so we hide. Well, that's exactly what the sin of Adam and Eve was, right? Yeah. Is the hiding from the Lord. And he had zero um, desire for that. God wanted to see them fully for who they were right. and walk with them in the cool of the day. And right, that was the original intent was that we were fully vulnerable in front of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would encourage people, like, there is nothing that... Uh, that you're feeling that Jesus didn't feel. I love Hebrews 4, 15 and 16, where it says that we have this great high priest who was tempted in all ways, yet mm-hmm. remained sinless. Yeah. Um, because he, so, so that he could empathize with our weakness, mm-hmm. you know? And then it says, so then let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and help in our time of need. Right. I love that passage because it, um, actually one of our, our uh, worship team members this past Sunday shared that in a set. And I love what he said. He said, it makes Jesus relatable to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jesus, like did Jesus, um, it says he struggled with all things. Yeah. All things. There's not one single thing that's left out of that. Yep. You know? And so I'm like, 
okay, thank you, God, you've experienced all of this, so who better to go with to help me handle it? So a lot of times whenever we think, oh, I can't go to God because I've been distanced from Him for so long and whatever, usually that's just religion, mm-hmm. traditions telling us differently and not actually the Lord, not actually the Spirit of God, you know? So I would just encourage you, God's God's ready and willing and hungry, desiring you to come, come back. And He um, is so patient and so kind and he's better than we expect him to be. 100%. You know? And so oftentimes we get um, in the hurry of our own souls. I'm reading, I'm finishing a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And if you haven't read it, I think it's a word for this generation. I'm telling okay. you, you have to read it. He's not just talking about um, you're doing too many things. He's talking about the, even the hurry of your soul. Mm-hmm. So sometimes your soul gets like, I call it my um, hamster wheel. Yeah. Like you can get on a hamster wheel of just thinking of all the things that could happen or should happen or haven't happened or whatever. And you just go into like this like anxiety ball, stress ball. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, 100%. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so you can have great coping skills to deal with all that. Exercise, sleep, nutrition, mm-hmm. uh, breathing exercises, <laughs> take a walk, whatever. You can do all that, right? Yeah. But Nothing changes unless you can just slow your soul down to the rhythm of Jesus. Mm. Jesus was slow. Yes. He was slow. He was never in a hurry. There's room for everything. So that's kind of like off on a little tangent. But what helps us to slow down and connect to God is if when we actually give white space, like phone down, Mm -hmm. what would it look like for you to just not have social media on your phone for two days out of the week? Much needed. That's for sure. Yeah. Much needed. You know, yeah. it just it slows you down and it gives your brain space to think about other things. Just being still. Be still and know that he is God. Oh, come on, preach, Scout, right? Be like, still. Be it's, still. It's so funny that we're talking about that. You know, I, so I'm going through uh, internship, Bible college, whatever we want to call it. <laughs> and I have actual curriculum. Like I sit down and I'm taught by Jimmy Evans Pastor School and I, listen to Chris Estrada and these are two phenomenal men. If you've never Mm -hmm. listened to them, you've got to go look them up, YouTube, whatever. They're amazing. And I, this internship is by far the best thing that's ever happened to me because I was not supposed to be here. I was supposed to be in LA and there was a point in time where I was so frustrated about that. I was supposed to be somewhere, somewhere else. I felt the call to be out in California and then that internship fell through and now I'm here and I was like, but I feel so like I'm supposed to be somewhere else. I'm like, I, yeah. I have a gift. Like I feel like a, I wasn't appreciating, you know, blooming where I was planted, mm-hmm. not experiencing where my feet were. And so I am a big proponent of you can take my phone, you can take my wallet, you can take everything from me. Do not touch my planner. <laughs> because my planner is my life because I have so many things going on. I have so many people that look at me and they're like, you're insane. I don't know what you're doing. Like, when do you rest? And da, da, da. And I was like, sometimes I don't rest. And so, you know, I, I w- watched this first um, sermon from Jimmy Evans and it's about rest. And I was like, oh, how funny, how <laughs> yeah. funny that this is the first thing that I watch. And this is the most, I, the most iconic thing that I will just never forget. So he... Jimmy Evans, if you don't know who he is, he's just an amazing pastor, a phenomenal pastoral teacher to pastors just up and coming, whether they're of young age or old age. You know, the best leaders are the ones that are sponges and want to continue to learn at whatever level you're at. And so he's teaching this pastoral college, um, I guess, discipleship or whatever it was at the time. And he was talking about how his story was, when you're high up in the church, you have a certain amount of 
rest days every few years. So like every five or seven years, you get, yes, four weeks of vacation in a year, Mm -hmm. but then you get an additional six weeks for a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. So you peace out, you go somewhere, you, your wife, your kids, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and you go reset because Mm -hmm. you're constantly outpouring to so many people emotionally, physically, spiritually. And so you in some way need to be refilled. And I was like, oh, I'm really onto this. Like I wanted to keep going. I wanted to keep listening. And so he continues to talk about how he goes on this I think it was like an Alaskan cruise or something like that with his wife. And so they were on day 53 of this, of this adventure that they were on, whether that was just like the, I mean, it was like the day, the last day or the day before they were getting ready to leave. And he said he had finished his book for his sabbatical and he closed it and he looked over to his wife and he was like, wow, I just finished an Alaskan fishing book and I feel better than I ever have. <laughs> and she was like, well, that's wonderful, sweetheart. And she was like, by any chance, do you know what day like this is of your sabbatical? And he was like, um, I think it's day 53. And she turned and looked at him and she said, so you've gone through 52 days of this sabbatical. And he said, well, I guess so. And she said, so you were in 52 days of debt with yourself and the Lord. You spent 52 days that you should have been resting and this is now you feel full again. So that, I'm like, okay, so that's one Sunday or one Monday or yeah. one Tuesday of every week in the in the year. Uh-huh. He didn't rest. And it really mm. hit me even harder when it talked about in the Old Testament that you would get killed if you did not honor the Sabbath. Sabbath. Yep. If you were out tending the field off with your head, you know, yep. you're, you're out of here. And why we honor all the other commandments except that one uh-huh. is so, you know, I'm a huge, like that's stepping on my toes. You yes. know, the gospel is here to hold you accountable, but also to step on your toes to keep you in line. Mm-hmm. And I think that was even right now, I was veering off that path. I was all about keep making sure my plate was filled at all times. And that's what kept me filled. Right. But that's really not what's keeping me filled. No, it's not. At all. At all. It's the only commandment of the Ten Commandments that's about a spiritual discipline. Yes. Everything else is like, do not murder, do not commit adultery, don't serve mm. another idol, don't, don't, right, don't this, yes. don't this. And it says, and keep, this, keep the Sabbath rest and keep it holy. It says, and keep it holy. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm, I'm learning this even right now, like um, from the book, that even whenever Moses had to remind the next generation mm-hmm. of Israelites after the first time he gave them the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. He had to remind them of the Sabbath and keep it holy. He says, observe the Sabbath, yes. which means we observe Christmas. We observe Thanksgiving. We observe Easter. We observe Fourth of July. We observe mm-hmm. Memorial Day, right? We make plans for it. Yeah. We prepare for it. We uh, go ahead in our minds at the beginning of the week and decide what we're going to do and where we're going to go and how we're going to spend that yes. day. And so every week... The Sabbath rest is that we plan for how am I going to spend a whole day resting. I'm not talking about just sleeping. I'm not talking about just taking a nap. I'm not just talking about that, but a day away from work. Yes. Right? Whatever is restful and worshipful, those are the things that we do. So if you Mm -hmm. spend it with people, as long as it's restful and worshipful, cool. Right. Right? If you spend it doing yard work, if that's restful and worshipful to you, mm-hmm. awesome, do it. You know, my mom would probably say it's that's that's her <laughs> Sabbath is to get to just cut grass and weed eat and stuff all day long, right? Yeah. Which is awesome. Yes, cool. my husband's probably the same way. <laughs> so, um, I I think that we have um, in this generation, 
and it's been building, you know, so I don't like to make huge statements like that, but I just noticed mm-hmm. that my friends and I and younger than us, mm-hmm. it's like this pressure and to constantly be making everything a big deal. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be important. Everything has to be better than the last and um, nothing can be mediocre and chase your dreams and, you know, make things happen for yourself and blah, blah, blah. And I, while I love the idea of like working hard for your dreams and your goals and like, I, I, I love, yes, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do that at the expense of your own soul health, mm-hmm. then was it actually a good idea and worth it in the first place? You know, so, um, I, silence and solitude is something that we don't know how to experience. I, I delete social media from my phone probably six out of seven days of the week. It's not on my phone. Because I just know. It's like, it's, they've proven it's as addictive as cocaine. Mm-hmm. Okay? As addictive as cocaine. Why am I partaking of something all the time that's as addictive as cocaine? So, listen, I'm not saying you can't be on social media, but with limits. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... I think with that, it sucks you into this like just constant, just scrolling or looking at the next thing that's happening. And it's cool. And what, so even in a time that you maybe have 20 minutes where you could spend in silence and solitude and connecting with the Lord and finding peace in Christ and all that stuff, what do we do? We just reach for every single second that we uh, have yeah. that is not spent with something else. We're just looking at our phones. It's crazy to me that you can walk in a room with people, whether you're in a doctor's office or whether you're at the DMV or whether you are at your kid's karate, which is where I am <laughs> almost three or four days a week. And whether wherever you are at the park with your kids, if you're at your job and there's like a lunch break, everyone is looking at their phones. Yes. And it's like, literally, it's like, we're just like brain dead or something. I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. And I recognize I don't even have the self-control for myself to not put it down mm-hmm. and focus on being present what's in front of me. And if I do have that time to be in silence and solitude and just taking a second and just like, all right, Lord, just thinking about you. Yeah. You know what breathing. I mean? Yeah. Just breathing and just slowing down. Even those small practices slow us down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. then a Sabbath, a whole day of it, if you go from nothing to a whole day of it, you're like, what the? <laughs> you get what overwhelmed. Is, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. But if you have those daily practices of just slowing down, you know, Anyways, I, I know this is like so maybe far away from our topic, but maybe not because I feel like all these things help us reconnect with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot yeah. of things like when we were in quarantine, everything did go digital, mm-hmm. right? And so we were on social media more and we were on Netflix binging more. And we were on doing these things more. And maybe you walked your neighborhood a few more times or maybe you, uh, you know, took up running. Maybe you did something else like that too. But I know that for the mass majority of people, Social media just boomed mm-hmm. even more than it already was booming, yeah. you know? And I think we've got to, okay, I want to take a few steps back. The kingdom of God is simple, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And if you feel yourself on this, like, um, internal rat race kind of, of just of constantly keeping up with the next thing and yeah. comparing your life to the ne- other person's, and it could be simple stuff, y'all. It could be like, like for moms out there, like, well, their kid's birthday party was more extravagant than my kid's birthday party. And so I've got to do what I can to make my kid like silly stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yes. Silly stuff. Like their outfit was cooler than mine. So I've got to live up to the next thing. I I just, I can't. So anyways, if you feel yourself on that, like the things that you can do are to know that Jesus empathizes in our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And when it says in second Corinthians 10, when he is weak or 12, nine, his grace is sufficient for me because in my weakness, 
my weakness becomes a portal for God's strength. Wow. Okay, yeah. so I embrace that. Hey, I'm just human. I'm just weak. I'm just, I'm just a sheep, mm-hmm. you know, and let that be okay because that puts me in a needy place. And I know that steps on people because he's like, I don't want to be needy. No, I need to be needy for Jesus. Yes. Like I am needy, okay? Mm-hmm. I recognize I'm so human. So I can't, I don't even have the self-control to be nice to my own husband without the neediness that I have in Jesus. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Like I don't even have that. So to get reconnected with the Lord, it's, it's going to require us to put other things down and plan to make space. And I don't care if you read one verse or if you read 10 verses or you read 10 chapters, just make space. Yeah. And, he, and if you do it consistently, he just shows up. In he the just best does. Ways, a yeah. lot of time. Whether you are, whether at your highest, at your lowest, he's there with you. Oh my gosh, yes. All the time. And Paige, you're a queen, girl. <laughs> this has been like I have I've had chills like the whole time we were talking about it, it was hot in the studio and now I've got chills the, oh, awesome. the whole time. But well Paige is getting ready to go pour into our youth yeah. in about <laughs> 45 minutes and she's on fire right now, so she's gonna go up there and yeah. speak a super good word. But Paige, you know, it's been an honor. You have so much like I could sit here and talk to you all yeah, day. Yeah, same to you too. And yeah. it's so funny because I really haven't sat down and talked right. to you before. She yeah. probably received that text from me a week ago, and she's like, what? No. Is, is this spam? <laughs> what is this? But I knew there was a reason why you were supposed to be sitting cool, here with yeah. me to talk about this today. So leaving you guys with just this thought that with normalcy, you know, kicking back into high gear, where can you take your faith life from here? Mm-hmm. So you're kicking it up into high gear, going back to normal life. Where can you change your faith life? Where can you dive a little deeper with the Lord? Where can you invest into the relationships personally? You know, sitting in front of somebody, hey, you want to go get coffee, ice cream, mm-hmm. whatever, maybe pull a Jody and pull mm-hmm. out the FaceTime and say, I've just been thinking about you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. You yeah. know, it means the world to so many people. And, you know, I love receiving those texts. Paige said how much she loves receiving those texts. And so think about that. Reach out to somebody today, tomorrow, whatever you've got going on. But Paige, thank you. You are such a blessing. Guys, next week we have a super, super cool podcast planned all about relationships, dating, marriage, singleness. So don't forget to jump on. I'm sure we will make an announcement for us. We will have some guests on that. I'm sure all of you guys know, but I'll keep it a secret until then. So other than that, have a wonderful rest of your week and it's been an honor. Thanks y'all. 